you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pender. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I'm excited for this conversation because I think that there has been this misconception since the end of COVID that you can still just let things slide in your business and it's not going to have an effect. Well, I can tell you for sure that if you're not taking care of the leadership side of your business, you're not going to have a business at all. I would love to walk, welcome Claudine Pereira to the show. She's an experienced professional coach and leadership development trainer. She assists people with fundamental behavior change. Her consistent and captivating approach stretches her clients to move beyond a limiting sense of self and achieve their tra- desired personal and professional growth. One of those days. Goals. She's an inspirational speaker, certified life coach, and international best-selling co-author of Live Out Loud. Claudine is very passionate about her work, and she works with small business owners and leaders through coaching, training, and consulting. She brings laser focus and strong structure, allowing them to stand out as confident, proud, and polished professionals. Love that wording. So delicious. With over 25 years of coaching experience and through engaging one-on-one sessions, Claudine's boundless energy, fire, and compassion catapult people's learning experiences into active self-improvement. She not only promotes self-discovery, but instills lasting confidence. Welcome to the show, Claudine. Thank you, Kim. That's a lot of words that could have turned into a book right there. But thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the lovely introduction. And may I just say congratulations on your four hundredth episode. You are just you are a leader in my book, Miss Author to Authority, and hence why we're talking about this today because you really emulate everything about leadership in business. So congratulations. Oh, thank you, Claudine. And audience, if you, if you don't know, Claudine was chosen to be one of the top 25 ep- all-time episodes yes. of the Office Authority podcast. And that's why we're having her back, because her her other episodes have just been amazing. And if you want to know, she's episode 382. So this will be oh. in October that you're listening to this now or beyond. And her episode was back in July, episode 382. So if you want to hear the original, please go on back and listen to it. 382. Now, I've known Claudine for many years now. We met through a lot of networking meetings, workshops, conferences. I don't know. We just kept meeting everywhere. Yes, we did. We just kept running into each other and just could not ignore this wonderful, wonderful woman and just in everything that you do. So we are kin we say we are kindred spirits. Kindred spirits. Oh, I so agree. That that is probably the perfect Anna Green Gables term yes. that you could use for this. We're kindred spirits. We are. Now Claudine, it's been a bit since you've been on the show. 
why don't you share a little bit of an update of what's been going on in your life? Especially yeah. now post-COVID, because the last time you were on, we were in the middle of COVID. We were, and actually it was interesting when I listened to the podcast over again and, you know, 382, got to listen to it. It's all about how to sell during, you know, the pandemic and everything kind of just still really applies. So fast forward to now, you know, one of the things that, you know, my, my business has done with, you know, my entrepreneurs and my leaders is really think about battle-proofing their businesses. So that's become mm-hmm. sort of like a new piece of, you know, the, the organization in terms of not just planning for the next 60 days or 90 days or the next quarter. We now start to plan for the year ahead and the year after. So we really are thinking more than just today. We're thinking further ahead. So that's been a definitely a, a change since covid it's been lovely because I'm back in person at my office seeing clients in person. However, you know, the one thing that did shift was obviously being able to be hybrid. And I always say there's always a gift in every bad package. And one of the, the gifts in COVID, and I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, if you're listening today, you'll say is the fact that we can do things remotely and yeah. not have to get out of bed for a networking event at 7.30 in the morning and show up. We can be in our pajamas now and dress from the waist up and we can gain some efficiencies in time. So that's been really nice. I'd say post COVID, it was a big shift in my business model because I was very much an in-person coach and now it's been great. I've actually done a lot of training for leaders down in the islands. So I did some training at a very famous bank in Guyana. I did some training at an insurance company in Trinidad. It would have been lovely to be in person, but it was during, you know, COVID and post-COVID. So everything was remote. So what a gift we were able to have with being able to do training, training like that. So lots of things going on here at The Pink Coach, always moving and shifting. And yeah, so thanks for thanks for having me back again today. Loved what you said about finding the, you know, finding the good in the in the hard times. Because I think we needed as a, as a country, as as a nation, to actually shift more into the remote. And everyone was stalling out on doing it because you could get together in person, and now all of a sudden you can't. And you know, the people who could could shift. I mean, we were talking just before the show about, you know a couple of clients of yours who weren't willing to make the shifts and and now they don't have a business anymore. So I think, you know, as a leader, you have to be able to shift. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to change. You know, I always think about Blockbuster. Yes, Blockbuster. I know. We all were big Blockbuster fans and look what happened to Blockbuster. Yeah, they refused to change. Netflix yeah. came in, wiped them out. Right. Exactly. Took o- they took over the, the monopoly, took over the world. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's the that's the biggest piece is change is really hard. You know, Robin Sharma says it the best. He says, you know, change is hard at first, messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. And I think as human beings, how, how it's true. And it's a great quote that I love. And, I, you know, a lot of you listening to this know I'm big fans of Robin Sharma. But human beings we don't want to change our brains are not wired to change it's sort of against our nature but we have to and that's one thing i've really learned and encouraged my clients to do post covid is you have to learn to be you know pivot word but be nimble and be agile and learn how to switch gears when you need to switch gears and anticipate the future and look ahead as you're planning in your business to go, okay, what are we going to do if the pandemic hits again? There'll be something else later down the road. Are we prepared? So yeah, change is hard. 
You know, when you said that quote, the first thing that came to mind was pregnancy. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, pregnancy is one thing. And when the child comes along, I remember when I had my daughter 25 years ago, I said to another mother, I said, does this get any easier? She said, no, it just kind of changes. And I remember going inside crying, going, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? And that's massive change, right? But you're forced yeah. into it. So I handled being a mom to number one pretty good. But I remember the day I came home from the hospital with number two, my daughter. And, you know, my husband was supposed to have the week off work, they kept calling him back in. So the day that I came home from the hospital, he picked me up, brought, you know, myself and Deborah home, dropped us off, had to go back to work. You know, the grandparents came, dropped off number one, left because they had a two hour drive home. I'm sitting on the couch, you know, I'm holding number yeah. two in my arms, number one's beside me having been spoiled for a week, wonderfully spoiled, not bad spoiled, but wonderfully spoiled by the grandparents for a week. My daughter starts to cry. I start to cry. My son starts to cry because everybody else is crying. No one else is crying. Just join in the fun. I know. Finally, He stops and and I'm thinking, I can't do this. I just can't do this. Like, uh, you know, they're now going to now 31 and 29 but at the time i'm like i can't do this right and my son he he just finally he stops crying and he's two so he can't speak too well but basically in his talk he he basically said mama why we quiet oh bless him and i said i don't know no you don't and then he looks at me and he says can i go play (laughs) yeah life was fine right I can completely relate. And it's interesting that you use this. This is a beautiful analogy to business because, you know, just like a child having rearing kids, you know, raising kids, should I say, business changes and ebbs and flows. And I think that that's about being agile, that business is not linear. We're going to go through seasons. We're going to go through good seasons and not good seasons. We're going to go through periods of growth and periods of shedding. And it's what you do in those times. And this is why I'm so passionate about leadership and one of the first times I did my whole leadership training, someone said, leadership and being in business, what does that have to do with business? And I said, it has everything to do with business, especially now post-pandemic, where we're seeing a lot of sloppy businesses, a lot of sloppy service, a lot of substandard service. You know, you go to your favorite restaurant or for a coffee and you can just see people are slipping. People are not paying attention anymore. So this is my piece about leadership with everybody. No matter what you do, even if you're not a leader, if you display leadership qualities, everything that you do will stand out a mile. Yeah, you know, two thoughts on that. I always equate entrepreneurship to a bowl of spaghetti. It twists and turns, it crosses, it goes over, and you have no idea sometimes which direction you're heading in. But I love that. I'm going to steal that for my next <laughs> newsletter, the bowl of spaghetti. I love it. I but, love you it. know, the other thing is, is that one of the effects of COVID is, People now are not putting up with bad work environments. You know, we see the quiet quitting. And so the level of customer service has dropped because people are not respected. They're not in good work situations. They're not appreciated. So they go in, they do their time. They don't do it with excellence. They do barely enough, right? And and we're seeing the effects of that right right across Canada. Absolutely. And I don't really know why everyone's decided to go so not everybody i'm not putting everybody into that same boat but most people i just see are just willing just to get by they're not willing to do you know 
the 95% of the hard work to be in the elite 5%. It's just, let's just do what we can just to skim, skim by. And for me, I want better for myself. I want better for my clients and them to do better for their employees that they are coaching as well to raise that bar so that we're not playing at 80%, we're playing at 150, right? And that's where the leadership piece comes in. And you've got to want to do it. You've got to want to own it. I see you've got to want to own it and lead it. And actually, Robert Sharma has another beautiful quote. Let me see if I can say this right. And he says, you know, to get the, got to do 95, you got to do the things that 5% of the population won't do. No, you got to do the things that 95% of the population won't do to get the results that 5% of the population have, right? So really, I love that. And that's the hard work. And so this is where I, you know, I love to talk about leadership and, you know, being an effective leader and what that can do to your business and sales, right? Or come back to my favorite topic, sales. So Claudine, I'm going to let you loose for a bit because I know you've got some teaching and training that you want to do. So I'm going to let you loose. Yeah, I know, but I trust you. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. So, all right. So, you know, if you're listening to this, grab a, grab a pen, grab a paper, take some notes. I always say there's homework and everything. There's no point. It's lovely to listen to a podcast. And if you're listening to Kim in the car, then go home and rewind it. 13 minutes of where we are now and pop a few notes in and set yourself a little action plan about how you're going to lead in business. So I'm going to give you some of the things that I love to do and that I coach my, my clients to do in terms of, you know, having essential leadership qualities and how they can impact your business and how they can impact your bottom line. So number one, this is the first piece, so write it down. That's what good leaders do. They write it down and then they're going to go share it with the world. Sharing is caring, as my mother-in-law says. So it's about having a clear vision, right? It all starts with the vision. So whether you're a business owner, whether you are a manager listening to this that has employees, whether you are an entrepreneur that has employees, it's all one and the same, right? So we wear many hats, but the most important hat that I feel we should be wearing is the leadership hat. And it starts with the vision. It starts with your vision for your business. What is that? And if you're not sure what that means, you can Google it. You can create, you know, Google how to create a strong vision. But it really starts about your vision in your business and what's in your heart. And effective leaders then will go away and communicate that vision. And you might say, well, I don't have a team. And I would say, well, who else is in your team? You might not have an employee, but as a leader, other people on my team are, for example, the gentleman that does all my web stuff and my, you know, Mm -hmm. lady that does my social media my massage therapist, my housekeeper, they form part of my team and they know my visions. They can help me to, to succeed. So when you also portray a strong vision, your ideal clients are going to grapple with, we're going to grasp hold of that. So, you know, everything that you do on social media, your brand, how you show up, what you say and don't say on social media. And I will, you know, so this is a whole other podcast, but don't air your dirty laundry on social, you know, keep hey, it yeah, like sure. Absolutely. Post about your cat post. It, I do all the time post about your nice walk, but you know, typically if I've got something serious going on in my life, it doesn't end up on social. It'll be the nearest and dearest close to me. People don't want to read about that. Remember, this is your, your brand. Leadership is also about your brand of how you show up and what you don't yes. want is you want your ideal clients to resonate with you and go, oh, I can relate to her. She looks so professional. She knows stuff. 
share success stories, but don't air your dirty laundry. So create a clear vision, just to sum that up, all of my businesses that have been uber successful through through COVID and beyond have had a very strong vision and have always held on to that and have displayed that to their clients and to their employees and building that brand and the sales will come from that. So that's the first part. Do you want me to continue? Because I talk for England, you know that. I talk for England. <laughs> I think the the only comment I would have on that is I agree about not airing your dirty laundry, but I think there are times when, you know, I think we can't just post everything positive, positive, positive. Oh, my life is good. My life Agreed. is good. Right. Agreed. I think, I think, you know, you don't air your dirty laundry, but by the same token, I think if, if there are times when you're going through something rough, I do think it's okay to talk about it in a non-victim mentality way. You know what? I'm so glad that you said that because, yes, you are absolutely right. I think there is a fine line, right? When I, I say mm-hmm. dirty laundry, people sl- I've seen people slander other businesses online or oh, no, no. complain because they can't get into their skirt today. That is what I, where I mean don't air your dirty laundry. But you are absolutely right because there's a big misconception with social media. A lot of my clients say, well, I see so-and-so on social media. They're doing so great and they look like everything's perfect. And I say, chances are it's not. So yes, I do believe that there is a time to share. But in life skills, one of the things that you know we teach is you share for a purpose. You're not yeah. sharing just to be, oh, whoa, me. You're going to share a story to go, I want, here's my journey and here's what I'm yeah. dealing with. I want you to learn something from this so that you know, you can see the risk factors for whatever the case may be. So totally, I'm so happy that you said that. See, this is why we are just the most awesomest <laughs> pet ever. You know, like in 2020, through 2021, I was in and out of emergency having AFib and having serious heart issues, right? And so I didn't hide that from people, but it's yeah. like, okay, you know, here's what's going on. Here's the lesson learned. You know, God's showing me I have way too much trust in my life because they're doing all this tests in my heart and can find nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they basically see. said stress. So I was able to share with, you know, okay, you know, I'm going through this. I'm still working my business, but here's how I'm going to restructure my life and my business so that I don't keep ending up in emergency in AFib, right? So like you said, there was a purpose to the sharing and I was sharing the journey and how I was overcoming it. And I remember that and actually because I didn't see you for a while and I remember messaging you going, are you okay? And then I saw all of your your posts. So again, that's strategic. That's more, it's, there's a fine line between complaining and venting and the woe me and oh my God, I'm my business. I'm not making any money or this, that and the other to something strategic like that to go, then I've had to adapt and, you know, create different things and be nimble in my business and lessen my stress, which is a a huge lesson. So this is is great. This is really good that you shared for sure. Okay. Keep going. I know you got more. I'm going to jump to another point, actually, just to sort of piggyback on this. And that's about resiliency, right? So being, being a leader in business, we need to have a certain amount of resiliency because people are looking to you, right? Leadership means that someone's going to, whether you have a title or not, they're going to look up to you. There's a certain air about you. There's an image that you, you know, you give off. And so being adaptable and and having, you know, resilience, and that just doesn't come in the moment. Like if you're going through a tough time with your health, let's say, you have to build that resilience muscle over time. And that's partnership. 
and applying those strategies to your life so that when a tough time hits or COVID hits, you're going to feel it, but you're going to implement all of your strategies and your, you know, your, your, your leadership capabilities to weather the storm. You know, so Winston Churchill, who was an old prime minister of England, and he had a great saying, he says, never waste a good crisis. Yeah. Right? It's around the wartime. And we went through a war, which is called COVID, and there's going to be upcoming wars. But he said, never waste a good crisis. And there was lots of strategies that he implemented so that you can weather that storm. And again, he's one of my favorite leaders. And so I will just say that about adaptability and, and resilience. And the other piece piggyback, I'm going to go backwards now, is reading, really leading by example. That's the biggest piece of leadership. It's like, you know, you want to, you want to portray what you're saying. You don't want to just show up and go, oh, I'm a leader and I'm going to do this. And then someone sees you in public and you're falling over in the street doing something silly, right? It's almost, <laughs> and someone says, well, can't I just, you know, I don't want to share my public life. Well, you don't need to, but you are also, as you're an entrepreneur, you're on show, you are on show. Once you decide to be a manager or a leader or an entrepreneur, you are on show, period. And yeah. I never forget, we, I was raised in a Church of England school and our headmaster, Mr. Nash, every Thursday we would have Eucharist and, you know, that we would sing and have mass and, and he would always, you know, they would always bring in these people from the church. And he used to say this, you're on show. And I'd be like, on show, what does that mean? You know, this is junior school. I didn't know what that meant. But what he meant was people are watching you. And so, you know, people are watching all the time. Everyone says, well, I don't get enough likes. I said, don't look at your likes. Listen, look at the people that reach out to you to say, oh, I see what you're doing. And then take a look back and see that they never liked your social media, but they're watching. So yeah. what does that mean? Cardi, need yeah. to stop you there. Please cut me right Cause, off. Cause, yeah. <laughs> Do it. What you just said there is such a crucial little tip. And I think we need to explore that a little bit more because as a leader, it is so easy to get sucked into the number of likes, the number of clicks, the number mm -hmm. of whatever, right? Yeah. And that's how we gauge our leadership, or that's how we gauge our entrepreneurship, or that's how we gauge our branding, or that's how we gauge how people see us as an authority. But what you just said there was golden because it's not about the likes and the clicks and the whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if that was the case, this podcast would not be running because, you know, I, yeah. I don't have an, a strong, huge number of audience. Now I am very thankful and grateful for all my audience that I have right now, but I don't do the podcast for the numbers. Yeah. I do the podcast because it's an amazing resource. And I know that, that people are being helped through this. And Absolutely. so, and it's not like I get feedback on the podcast. I'm not at the point yet where people come on social media and tell me how much they like the show or they connect with me. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to crickets, to be perfectly honest. So audience, if you're listening, just, just come on LinkedIn. Just say you something. Know, we're yeah. ninja cam. Just, just give me a little, little message saying yeah. I like your podcast. I mean, that would just like completely make my day. But again, <laughs> it's not about the numbers, right? And you no. don't know who's watching you in the background. A thousand percent. And I think if we hold on to, you're so right. And, you know, there are certain things in business where we need to be looking at the numbers, you know, financial mm -hmm. planning, doing our forecasts. And I know you don't like to look at that, but we need to. So numbers yes. count. But with social media, yes, we want to have a good following. But it's one thing having a following. And it's another thing going, you know, 
looking at those numbers versus the quality of things that you're putting out. And your podcasts do get watched. Like I said to you, that was very powerful when I shared the episode 382 on sales. Uh, plug, plug, go, go listen. And because people had 25 clicks on my email. So that's when I look at numbers. I go, okay, from my email, I look at my reports to go, who's clicking and when, and what are they clicking on? What do they like? And I'm going to do more of that. And sales has always been a heavy hitter. And lots of people listen to that podcast. And so behind the scenes, you might not hear that or see that on social, but I'm telling you that now that that had a, an impact. And then I was able to sort of spread the word. So yeah, don't get hung up on the likes. Get just really make the good good quality and set that stage. That people because people do look at that, and so many people yeah. say, "Oh, I love what you're doing. I see you everywhere." I so people are watching, and I think that we set that tone right. We set that tone as a leader in business or a leader as a manager. It's the same thing if you're managing people as an entrepreneur. But a lot of my clients have teams. They're looking at you, right? You need to embody that brand. You need to be that trailblazer. And you need to be empowering them to do better, right? So that's yeah. that's a whole huge, that's a whole other piece about, you know, motivating your team and empowering them to want to do a better job so they stay with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's- just, just popping back to the social media for a second, I think mm-hmm. we have to have a different perspective on what... Um, what social media is. And yes, yeah, so we just put up a comment. Oh. Our favorite digital marketing strategist, D. Boswell book. She was also Yay. picked as one of the top 25 episodes. Yeah, I love it. How did she just yeah. say hi? I love it. She's saying hi. Yeah, she just came on the LinkedIn live. So audience, nice. if, you didn't hi, know hi, this, if you didn't know this, we actually do these episodes live on LinkedIn and they're usually, you can watch them a month to two months before they come out on the podcast. So if you want to see the episodes live and recording, get a chance to make a comment, who knows, you might just be featured on the podcast. Come on over to LinkedIn, uh, send me a connection request at Word Ninja Kim, come watch the lives, make some comments and who knows, we just might feature you on the podcast as well and i actually i love it and this is i'm like technology and that's what i love you you are just that you are a trailblazer and you are a leader in what you're doing and you're not you're not settling with author to authority every year that goes by you're taking things to new levels so that's leadership and the fact that d has come on and d and i dear friend of mine and we worked together for many many years and i helped her to grow her business and when you look at d she is, when we think about leadership, she's a true leader. She created yes. a vision for, you know, role as a digital marketing strategist. Business has chopped and changed over the years. She was able to build her business and quit her day job and do way better with what she's doing right now. And that's because she started with a vision. She is a leader. She shows up online, yeah. polished, professional, you know, and she's like every all of us, we have our days, but she is that visionary. She's creating that for her audience and her team that works with her. So kudos. She's amazing. I love yeah. her. Just because she came on, we'll give we'll give Dee a little shout out as well. So Dee was also featured as one of the top 25 episodes. So her episode is 387. And she, we already recorded her newest episode, which would have aired on September 29th. So, you know, please make sure that you check out Dee as well, Dee Boswell Buck on LinkedIn. And she is also a treasured member of the Author to Authority 
podcast community. I do you want to go back to social media for just one second? Because I think one of the concepts that entrepreneurs have is that they use social media to sell. And I'm not saying you can't sell on social media. But to me, social media is about social proof. Because when you are Googled, and I don't know whether most people realize this or not, but if you have a LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn has a lot of credibility. So generally, if you're Googled, LinkedIn is the first social media that's shown. That's right. So if you're an entrepreneur and you do not have a strong LinkedIn profile and some content on there, you are missing out because when people check you and there's nothing on LinkedIn, guess what they're going to think about you. So I'm not saying you have to like be on LinkedIn all the time, but you know, at least once a week or so. Oh, I have a strong profile. A thousand percent. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how important LinkedIn is out of all of the platforms when you are in business. And it drives me crazy. Sometimes people say, well, I didn't get a sale. You know, I'm all over social media and no one bought from me. And I say, I turn it around and say, well, think about how you buy. Would you buy from somebody that is a stranger advertising on LinkedIn or social? Probably not, but you're going to follow them. And then maybe if someone sends you a referral or you look at a Google review, then you might buy from them. But some, a stranger has never ever in nine years of me being in business has never said, oh, I saw your Instagram post. Can we coach? No, it's always come from somebody like a referral or Google or somebody, you know, the no like and trust factor. And really the social presence in LinkedIn is gravy so that when someone goes to research me and if you're, you know, looking to do hire someone for business, you're going to go everywhere and research. And if you don't have a strong profile or a consistent profile that, you know, you show up, especially LinkedIn, Trust me, I've looked up so many people that have wanted to do business and I don't see them on LinkedIn. I don't see they have a following. I don't see they have a picture or a bio. They're going on the, on the no pile. Yeah. So that's a, that's a homework. Get your LinkedIn. If you don't know how to do it, someone like D or there's lots of people out there that can help you to, you know, to create those things. And it is a piece of when I work with entrepreneurs, it's a piece of what we do. We always look at LinkedIn. So yeah. thanks for bringing that up. I love it. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the, the leadership too, is, is that especially like we were talking about before the show is the fact that, you know, if you are a leader of a small business, small team, solopreneur, you know, consultant, professional, those types of things, yeah. part of your leadership is letting the world see who you are. You're the brand of the business. That's right. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of RTI Publishing, I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja. I'm the chief visionary officer of RTI Publishing. You know, RTI Publishing is the company. The extraordinary word ninja is my brand. And then the brand of the company is author to authority, right? But all three of those pieces work together to create a cohesive unit so that when people, you know, are checking out the company... Oh, you've lost just, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, perfect. You're back. Back in the room. This is the second time this has happened. I'm going to have to check that out. That technical glitches. Connection. This is one of the joys of podcasts and technology. I know. You got to love it. Got to love it. So, yes, I mean. Where were we? We were talking about uh, your your brand, your business model, but you are the face of that business, and yes. so yeah, that you wear that brand, you wear that you you are only as good as the last compliment someone 
gave for your company, right? So even you know, you're amazing, you're amazing, and this is what people fail to you know. And this is where the leader again. I can't you know stress enough about leadership and and creating that leadership whatever that looks like for you there's lots of different things leadership is like a spaghetti because there's many different types of leadership you know that you can you can dig into mm-hmm. and you've got to kind of make it your own right but i want yes. to say you know just think about owning it and leading it own it yes. and lead it and you know and connect with people on an emotional level that's what people are looking for these days you know, yeah. and I asked my clients, like, what is it that attracted you to me? They said, well, actually, someone said this yesterday. I started with a new client yesterday, actually. She, interestingly enough, she's, I attract a lot of Christian clients. I don't go in, hey, I'm a Christian coach. But something about me in my, you know, delivery or my leadership style screams something that people are attracted to. So 80% of my client base are believers. So this young girl I started with yesterday, actually, she's an ordained, she's a minister. She's an ordained mm-hmm. priest, young girl and does chaplain work. She's amazing, starting her sort of side gig. And she said to me, we were leaving at the same time. So we went down in the lift together, the elevator. And she says, you know, there's just something about you. And I said, what is that? She says, I don't know, but you're so like, you're polished, you're professional, you're strategic with me, but I, but I really feel that you love me. But then there's that professional boundary. And I go, okay. Like then, then I kind of go away and reflect on that going, then I'm doing my job. I'm doing my yeah. job as a leader. I'm not sloppy. I'm professional. I'm still holding you with love and I'm giving you my strategies. And so this is emotional intelligence. And this is, a yeah. whole, again, that's a whole other piece. But if you look up emotional intelligence, that's what people in general are looking for. They want you to connect with them on an emotional level, most people. And you will have long, I have long lasting relationships with a lot of my clients that have been with me for a very long time because I collect, I connect with them on that level. As yes. that's part of my leadership brand. That's part of my leadership style. And that's what I love to do. Right. And that's how, you know, I like to be transparent. That's how I get credibility in, in what I do. This is just how I do things. So, well, I've known you for a long time. I could not agree more oh, with your self-assessment, Claudine, because you. you do, you, you have this, you do have this air of leadership and authority but yet at the same time, you are approachable and it's very easy to see that you care. Thank you. And well, I, I do. That's, that's, I really do. I think in today's world, it's something that is so lacking is mm-hmm. the caring factor. Yeah. yeah. And most people yeah. don't, like entrepreneurs don't realize if they just, if their cu- customers and clients knew how much they cared about them. They don't yeah. leave. Except they won't. And even if they leave, they'll come back. One of the biggest, yeah. I always say to my husband, one of the, the biggest honors for me is when, and the humbling moment is when a client leaves, they take a hiatus to go do something else, which is fine, but they come back. I could mm-hmm. run some stats on the number of returning clients I've had, and it's probably higher than the amount of new business I've gotten from a stranger. It's the highest compliment that I could ever, you know, I could ever, you know, obviously, yes, I love what I do and I pride myself in being good at what I do, but also too, you want to have that lasting impact on people. And that comes from, that's got to come from the heart. And some people are just not cut out for it and that's fine, but then maybe entrepreneurship is just not for you. And I think now as we go into 2024 and 25, and this is your homework for those of you guys that were good and taking some notes, it's about wanting to, you've got to create that lasting impact. You want to embrace leadership, however you want to to be seen and you build that brand that is going to you know 
stand that test of time. Like my brand stood the test of time with COVID. A lot of my clients that made COVID, they had that strong brand and they pivoted and they were agile and they were nimble and they were, they embraced leadership and they embraced change and doing things differently, right? And there's a million different exercises I do with my clients that can lead you to, to all of those things and, yes. and help you. I would say if you had to sort of pick one, because I was like, well, I got to sell. I got. If you just lead and you do it authentically, you will sell. You can sell an ice to an Eskimo. Yeah. And unfortunately, we are already we over. Wrap up. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. We, we so much fun with you, my dear. Now, just one comment on what you said, and then we'll close out. I think that, you know, if you are an introvert, you're not really have the people skills. It's not that you can't be an entrepreneur, but you might not be the face of the company. I think that you, if you can bring in someone who can be the face, who can be the kindness, be the caring. So it's not that you can't be an entrepreneur. I think you just have to do it differently. So anyway, in about 30 seconds, Claudine, if people have enjoyed this episode, how can they connect with you? Oh, yes. So after after you've taken all your notes and your homework, connect with me on LinkedIn. So get your LinkedIn profile up to snuff and find me on LinkedIn under Claudine Pereira. I'm also on Instagram under the Claudine Pereira or the Pink Coach. If you just Google the Pink Coach, you'll find me on your favorite social media platform. And if you don't like social media, you can call me. And if you don't like the phone, you can email me on my website, thepinkcoach.com. And let's stay connected. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter. You can sign up for my newsletter. It goes out once a month. It's called The Pink Paper. And if you sign up, you'll get a complimentary PDF all about sales. There you go. Our favorite topic. Awesome. Done. This has been Claudine Pereira and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.